Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Our special guest this week is John Windisman. John's the founder of OptimisticBrain.com, where he teaches mindfulness to organizations and companies to be better leaders and more compassionate towards each other and their customers. He has an applied mindfulness certification through the University of Toronto. He's also the first certified teacher in Canada for the Search Inside Yourself program, which was developed at Google, which is now rolled into its own educational institute. Please help me welcome John Windesman. Hey, John. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for, for being on our podcast. I know this is going to be a really interesting topic for a lot of our listeners because it's not something a lot of people talk about in the career field. But I think it's so important to really understand and get to the crux of understanding mindfulness, which is mm-hmm. something that is it's super important if you want to be a very successful candidate that's going through the interview process today. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into this because I know you've got a lot of good information, a lot of good details around mindfulness and how do you get into the practice of mindfulness. And one of the things I like to ask all my guests is what specifically brought you to where you are today in terms of mindfulness? Uh, well, it was, I suppose, about over 10 years ago, I was going through some uh, personal, personal challenges and uh, started developing uh, anxiety and panic attacks. And uh, I'd never really experienced anything like that before. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going crazy. And uh, so the uh, you know, engineer in me uh, kind of put on my uh, learning hat and I thought, I got to figure this stuff out. And uh, through a lot of investigating, I discovered uh, meditation and mindfulness and and really um, uh, discovered what it wasn't that I thought it was uh, in that I thought it was just this kind of exercise to zone out and I realized it really is an exercise to focus and pay attention to everything that's going on around us and uh, and once we're more aware then we can start moving into a, a different direction so that's really how I got started. And so what were the benefits that you saw immediately once you got into the practice of mindfulness? Well, ultimately, I I recognize that the anxiety or, you know, and and you can, uh, all of our emotions, for that matter, Mm -hmm. are really the result of these active beliefs that we have. So stuff that happens around us triggers a belief and that those beliefs that we have about ourselves and how we fit in and our skills and our competencies, those beliefs then, you know, are the result or trigger the emotions that we have in our bodies. And then that plays out in our, uh, in our bodies as well. And understanding these active beliefs really then becomes the key. And that's where mindfulness comes in. We start paying attention to the, the thoughts and images in our head. We pay attention to our bodies, whether the emotions we're feeling at any given moment, which is a clue to what active belief there is. And the more we're able to kind of unravel those beliefs, because a lot of them can be very automatic and even hidden. It's like an iceberg. We only see maybe 10% of it and 90% of it is, is kind of under the surface. When we start uncovering that, 
we then can uh, do something about it. We can question these beliefs for their validity. We can say, hey, is, is this really true or is there some exaggeration happening? And in my case, there was a lot of exaggeration happening in terms of what I didn't trust with regards to myself, what I feared, and when I was able to kind of shift those beliefs to something more reasonable and, and start to trust myself and my abilities, the anxiety then went away. Yeah. Well, I can imagine that like, and also what would, I, I'm, I'm only assuming here, but your confidence too would start to increase, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if we, if we look at it, confidence is really trust in the ability that I can handle whatever comes my way. Mm -hmm. And not only my current abilities, but I also trust in that I can learn whatever I need to learn in order to get me to where I need to go. And so if we want to develop this kind of confidence, we need to work on, well, what is it that I'm not trusting about myself? And again, it's what is that story of, you know, lack or um, um, inferiority that I have that I'm carrying around that's not necessarily true. And then when we start working on that, then we start developing trust and then the confidence comes from there. Wow. Yeah, and I, I can even see this today with a lot of candidates that are going through the workforce process, through the mm -hmm. interview process and getting ready for it. You know, the one thing that I see comes up in a lot of people is, you know, I'm not qualified enough, I'm not good enough, uh, I don't have enough skills. Meanwhile, they have a long list. They have a long list of, you know, educational, like education and experience, and these things don't show up. And like you said, it's these this self-talk, I'm going to rephrase it, but the self-talk that ends up happening that diminishes some of our own self-worth, right? So absolutely. So, and yeah. oh, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you first. <laughs> I, I was just going to just uh, reiterate as well that, yeah, the self-talk, it, it can be very automatic and a lot of times we're not even aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we start practicing mindfulness and we begin by doing meditation for example which is an exercise a mental exercise for focusing and paying attention we develop the skill to become more aware so that we're aware of that negative self-talk and the negative chatter that's going on and then we can do something about it so we kind of shift from that autopilot to awareness yeah so so going into the why of all of this and, and mm -hmm. you and i we had this quick talk before we got started with our podcast so why is this even important I, and it's great you know you feel good but why is why is mindfulness such an important thing well ultimately uh you know life has its challenges and and in 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 naturally we're kind of uh, predisposed to kind of look out for danger, always be on guard. Because if we think, you know, if we go back, let's say 4,000 years or longer, you know, the, the person that was on guard, you know, going through life was the one that survived. The one that was happy-go-lucky going through life got chomped by the bears or the lions or whatever was around them. And so we kind of developed this kind of uh, mindset or this automatic um, kind of stance of being on guard but then that doesn't really uh, uh, bode well in today's society and so for us then to start shifting that requires a little bit of of awareness and then also practice uh, so that we can start looking at things more automatically in a little more uh, positive light and so why mindfulness well it really is 
the key in order to get us to where we want to go. And, and we, we also learn from our uh, positive experiences and we can bring those into our challenging experiences. We also want to bring, we want to learn from those challenging experiences as opposed to, you know, kind of declaring everything as a failure. We want to shift into this kind of feedback mode where we're, okay, what can I learn from this? And that develops resiliency. We can kind of bounce back from adversity or challenges. And we're able then to start navigating life a little more uh, fluidly and a little more uh, with, with a little more competency. It's kind of like riding a bike. You know, when we first started riding a bike, we kind of toppled over and we put our feet on the ground and whatever every time we got off balance. But eventually we started to notice when we're off balance soon enough that we could correct those imbalances. And it's the same thing with mindfulness, where we, you know, kind of start. Uh, being aware of these negative stories that move us off balance and we can be aware of them and then kind of start making these little kind of corrections as we go so that we maintain that kind of balanced state and it really is about you know balance in our lives yeah no and i 100 percent. and so what typically happens when people go into interviews the state of anxiety and and and, and panic kicks in and, you know, if you could restore that quickly, you're going to be much more effective in the room for the interview uh, by bringing that back in. So how do we take the steps or what would be some of your suggestions on how we take those initial steps to restore that balance? Well, uh, you know, the, the good news is, is that you can learn these skills. Uh, it may take a little bit of practice, like with everything. It's like going to the gym. We don't go on the machine once and think, oh, now I'm, I can run the marathon, right? <laughs> really? So, you can't do that? No. Yeah, well, I, I can't, certainly. <laughs> uh, and it's the same thing with these mental exercises. So over time, we start getting better and our skills, our skill levels increase. So it starts with the, you know, kind of maybe the most basic of, of meditation practices, which is our breath meditation. And we just focus on our breath as it goes in and out. And you could focus on your abdomen or your chest or just the air flowing through your passages, nasal passages and stuff. And when our mind wanders into either into the past or into the future or get caught up in some sort of a story, when we notice that, we bring it back to focusing on our breath and being present again. And, and uh, sometimes if, if somebody in your audience may have tried meditation and think, oh, it's not for me because my mind keeps on wandering, I say to people, well, you notice that it wandered and they go, yeah, and go, well, that's the practice. It's not to prevent our minds from wandering, it's to notice. So in bringing it back to an interview um, um, uh, process, you know, we are being interviewed, we're listening to the questions, we're answering, but then our mind could get caught up in this story of, oh, I wonder if I answered that correctly, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then we, we notice that and we go, no, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to listen to the person I'm talking to. I'm going to mindfully listen and I'm going to mindfully communicate. And we bring our focus back. And that's how we kind of bring these skills into our everyday lives. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, you know what, you make a, a, an extremely valid point there. That's exactly it. And uh, even I've done that where I've been in the past in interviews where, you know, the interviewer will ask me a question, I'll respond to it, and then they'll come back, ask me another question. 
and I'll in my head be thinking, did I answer that correctly? <laughs> you mean like <laughs> and, I'm doing right now? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> did I answer that correctly? No, yeah. but it, it's something that we, we all go through and it's very natural, right? Like yeah. it's very natural to go through that. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes I do it with my, my speaking, my public speaking, as I'm delivering content, I'll be questioning whether or not it's the right content. And what right. I found to be the most effective thing was just to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So and I know the, you and the, and oh, I, go ahead. I just wanted to add the trick then isn't to ever prevent yourself from wandering, right? From not mm -hmm. being present because it'll always happen that you'll get caught off, like you'll get your attention will get caught at something. But the trick is, is to notice when you are and notice it earlier and then bring it back. That, it's the noticing that is the skill. It's not the preventing because it will always happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, we're bombarded with information today. It's, yep. if it's not our phone, it's our watch. It's something around <laughs> us. People, like even uh, in an interview, your distractions, the hiring manager, or today what's really mm -hmm. popular is panels where they have more than one interviewer mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're trying to address everybody in the room. So how mm -hmm. do you focus in on the conversation with just that one person? That's mm -hmm. the question. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just wanted to say one thing about this idea of of, of uh, attention and, and, and that. There was a study done out of Harvard University, uh, Killingsworth, and uh, he determined that, that the average person, their mind wanders 47% of the time. So that's almost half the time. So if you think, if you're in an interview and your mind is not focused on the interview half the time, what kind of quality of interview are you giving? Correct. Right? So by noticing when our mind isn't focused on what we're doing, interviewing, speaking, giving an answer, you know, listening, then we bring it back to focus on that, that present moment. And, and then that gives us now the ability to really uh, achieve what we want to achieve. Yeah. Wow. 47% of the time our mind is wandering. Yeah, hmm. that's quite a bit. <laughs> so outside of, you know, the point, the, the, the advice that you gave us, you know, to be present in the room, what are some of the steps that they could do beforehand? So what are some of the exercises that you would recommend? I know that I've gone through uh, a lot of your audio programs that's online just to listen in and, and mm -hmm. to practice that breathing. Actually, I've done the breathing exercise, which is fantastic. It's a great mm -hmm. way to just create a sense of calm within myself. That's what mm -hmm. I found. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you suggest to candidates pre-interview, what would be some of the, the things that they could do to bring themselves to a more mindful state? Okay. So um, the breathing uh, meditation exercise, that's great for kind of present moment focus and concentration, right? So that's a really good one. And over time, that'll, that'll improve uh, those skills. There's uh, a meditation that I have uh, on my web a website. It's called Open and Allowing or a Noting Meditation, where we just uh, notice whatever comes up. So it could be a thought and image, it could be uh, that inner chatter, it could be a body sensation or an emotion, and we just gently label them. And, and that allows us now to uh, perceive what's coming up within ourselves in this kind of ob observational stance. And it puts some perspective into what we're seeing and what we're feeling. And that again, kind of frees us up from getting caught up in those things. So when we're in an interview, for example, and we start noticing, oh, I can feel my heart pounding or I'm sweating or I'm 
you know, uh, starting to get uh, a tight chest or what have, it, what have you, mm -hmm. we can kind of note that that experience is happening and saying, okay, well, I'm experiencing this right now. That's okay. I'm still going to be fine, you know? And we kind of don't get caught up in that, uh, that the extra drama of, you know, uh, uh, kind of judging the experience. So the, the practice of just noting and just allowing things to come up really is a, a good practice that when we come into our everyday life, we can just allow our sensations and our thoughts to come and go and we get less caught up in them. Hmm. Yeah, and so then that allows us then to be more presently focused, right? Yeah. Just bring it back. Okay. So, so breathing exercise, you said the open and allowing meditation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You have some other stuff in there too that I saw around. Um, uh, oh, the compassion exercises, for compassion, example. That's it. Yeah, that's, a, that's another wonderful one. Um, and so with compassion, uh, what the science is showing us, the neuroscience is showing us that uh, when, we, when we take a, a self-compassionate stance, and by that I mean, we recognize that we have challenges, we recognize that it's a common human experience, and we become kind and curious about these experiences. So when we take that stance, the science is showing us that that is the, the biggest way that we can become motivated in order to change if we want to change. It motivates us to actually initiate action to change, and we also want to hang around other people that are also in that same mindset. And so what was once thought of compassion being, oh, it lets us off the hook, we get complacent, we do that kind of thing. The science is showing us that it actually results in pro-social behavior, that we, we actually want to move forward when we're compassionate with ourselves. And, in, and also in the workplace, when we're compassionate to, let's say, the people around us, it also moves them forward as well. So it really, you know, it's, it, it really is a, a good skill that we can start developing. And on my website, again, there are uh, a number of uh, kind of compassion, um, kindness meditations that one can do in order to uh, uh, make those, that, that kind of skill or that approach a little bit more automatic. Okay. So, so this is good. So this is all great information, but you know, one of the concerns that I'm thinking as my audience member, with so many things going on in terms of looking for work, having to find work, this sounds like it might be a lot of time that I have to invest into this. Mm. What is, you know, what is, I know, I know the answer because I'm going through it, but what would be <laughs> the right amount of time for somebody to practice this type of meditation? Well, it really doesn't take a lot of, uh, a lot of time. The, the key with any kind of meditative meditative practices that you do it regularly. So you could start with just one minute a day, right? So just, you know, take a one, one moment and just kind of follow your breath. And what that does is it, it starts uh, training you into the mindset of noticing when you're not in that present moment throughout the day. And, you know, even if let's say you don't, you think, oh, I can't plan even one minute, start taking uh, daily activities that you already do, like brushing your teeth, for example, mm -hmm. and turn that into a present moment mindfulness activity where you are just focused on the uh, movement of your hand, the smell of the toothpaste, the, the water, the, the, the warmth, the cold, all of the sensations that are going on. And when your mind wanders off of paying attention to brushing your teeth, you bring it back. 
And so, you know, for that length of time, you are doing a mindfulness exercise and you're learning how to be present moment focused. You can do that anytime you walk somewhere, for example. You know, uh, anytime I get up from my desk and, and walk somewhere, whether it's to the washroom or to grab a, a coffee, I always do a mindful walk where I'm just presently focused in my body as I'm walking. Um, and so that's another really easy thing to do in, in your everyday life. Yes, I, you're right. So it doesn't actually take a lot of time. I know uh, one of the things that I've worked into my daily practice is your five minute, uh, your five minute exercises that you, your meditation, uh, guided meditation sessions that you have online. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And, the, you know, it's five minutes. And when yeah. you think about it, like in a full day, like what's five minutes, really, it's nothing. Like you spend exactly. more time waiting in line for a coffee. But I liked how you really, you, you made it really practical. The mindful walks is a big one. Like even mm -hmm. waiting in line in a coffee shop. Totally. You know, being mindful there or even brushing your teeth. I would have never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Or taking a shower or even going to the washroom, right? <laughs> Go to the washroom mindfully, you know? Like anything you do, you can do mindfully. I, I like to do mindful driving, right? So I'm driving my car and I'm just, you know, feeling the hands on the steering wheel. I'm observing what's around me. I'm just, you know, kind of just experiencing that whole idea of driving. I don't have the music on. I don't have my audiobooks on. Sometimes I do, but mm -hmm. not if I want to make it a mindful experience or a mindful exercise, then I don't. Yeah. So I'm guessing, so from our candidates, if I could put it into their perspective, mm -hmm. as part of the pre-interview, and, and this is the one thing I think, uh, not I think, but this is the one thing I recommend to my candidates before they walk into the room, be in a moment where you're in a moment of positivity. So, you know, we mm -hmm. could work it in with the mindfulness as well, uh, yep. where, you know, you're not contaminating your thoughts with negativity around you because typically in a lot of waiting areas there's magazines or there's mm -hmm. you know a television that's running a tv a news program you know one of the mm -hmm. things i talk about is don't watch the news because it's, it's <laughs> to your health yeah <laughs> it's, it's fully contaminated with all these negative messages because what bleeds leads so that's what they put up on tv so mm -hmm. taking that moment just to sit there and even to do a quick breathful meditation yeah could really help you before you walk right into the room and then you're in a state that's very positive and if state absolutely to too, right? absolutely and you know just so your listeners know you don't have to sit there in the in the waiting room or wherever you're waiting with your eyes mm -hmm. closed right you can just sit there just be present in your body uh and be focused on nothing other than just feeling your body doing rhythmic breathing, just a regular breathe, uh, a breath going in and out. And also too that, just the breathing exercises alone uh, trigger the parasympathetic nervous system to, to kick in, which reduces our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormones. And, and so right away, just by this conscious breathing, prior to the interview, you're kind of setting a, a calmer mind state that you're going into. And then if you go in there and, and you start feeling a little anxious, that's okay. Just focus back on your breath and, and, and just be in the present moment and just accept whatever experience is coming and trust that you will be fine regardless of what's happening. Yeah. And, and when you practice that stance, it becomes more automatic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the goal is to get them hired as soon as they walk in the room. But yeah, there's going to be those interviews that are going to be a little bit more challenging. And you're going to mm -hmm. have people that are going to be on the other side of the table. I always kind of throw it out there as, you know, if 
you're across from the from a hiring manager or a panel of people and it's not going well maybe you know ultimately it might be that that's not the right choice for you Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's the accepting part and accepting, mm-hmm. you know what, this is a learning opportunity for me. There's a lot of good information that I can take away from this mm-hmm. and use it for something else yeah. because you might not be the right fit for that scenario within that team at that moment, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with you. And you're, you're absolutely right. And there's, there's a couple of things there. You were saying, well, it's not going well. Well, that could just be a perception. It could just be yeah. a story. You know, we stumble a little bit and right away think we fell, right? And, uh, but maybe it's just a stumble. Maybe nobody even noticed that you mess, messed up your words a little bit, you know? Uh, and yet we get caught up in focusing on the little stuff and blowing it up, right? So that yeah. could be something, you know, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. I'm fine. Nobody's perfect. I don't have to be perfect in order to be a good candidate, you know? things yeah. will be fine yeah and, and then, sorry go ahead no and i was just going to say and when, and when we get into that stance then it, it really then uh, does a lot to kind of you know kind of bring us back into the present moment and, and 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 cause us to relax a little bit you know into it and not judge ourselves we just we always want to be kind and curious to what we're experiencing and how we approach ourselves we don't want to be judgmental like and even if something happened that was not something that was preferred, okay, I'm not a bad person because this happened. And what can I learn from it? And yeah. move from failure to feedback. Yes, failure to feedback. That's good. That's good. So as you're saying all of this, I'm thinking genuineness. This is one mm-hmm. word that comes to mind is, you know, you being your authentic self in front of that person. And you know what, I'm, I don't know anybody that's perfect. I don't know. Do you know anybody that's perfect, John? <laughs> Uh, I have nobody that comes to mind. <laughs> so, so I don't know anybody that's perfect. So don't like you allow yourself not to be perfect. And when you do that, there's that genuineness and that authenticity that comes out. And, you know, those misstep on words or, you know, it even happens like it's happening. It's happened through this interview. Like there's been a couple of times where I've stumbled uh, but you just keep going and you just keep yeah. being yourself. And you know what? The right person will find you and, you know, bring you into yeah. the organization to be a part of that. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, no. the two things that I've learned in terms of how I approach life right now, uh, first is acceptance. You just accept what's happened. You can't undo it, right? As the Beatles say, let it be, right? You can't undo it. And when you accept it uh, for what it is, then right away the grasping goes away and that tension goes away and then so accepting what's happened what is accepting mm-hmm. where you're at accepting that something has happened and then trust trust that i can uh, move forward in the direction that i want to go that i can learn whatever i need to learn and when you combine acceptance and trust boy the whole world opens up right? yes actually and this this was actually going to tie into my last question which you kind of answered already oh. which is you know what do you do at the end or once you leave the room or once you finish the interview, right? Uh, and I think you uh, hit it on the head with, you know, just accept that it happened. Yeah. Trust that it's gonna be okay and trust that whatever needs to happen will happen. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. you totally, like you were reading my mind. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So when, when the interview was done, you know, a lot of times we, we're gonna relive that interview and beat ourselves up for what we didn't do or didn't say or what we flubbed, you know? Uh, and and that's natural it, it happens so don't beat yourself up when you do that 
But uh, when you catch yourself doing that, say, well, okay, what went well in this interview? You know, and really make a conscious effort to point out to yourself the good things that happened, you know, even if they're small little things. And that gets us, again, the more we do that kind of stuff, the more automatic looking at the positive aspects becomes. That's what the neuroscience tells us with this idea of neuroplasticity. The more we focus on, the more we pay attention to, the more automatic it becomes. And so, yeah, we want to accept what's happened, look at the things maybe that are, that are positive out of it, and then, and then say, okay, what can I bring differently to this process next time around? How can I improve just a little bit maybe next time if you think that there's improvement needed? Yeah, I know you definitely hit it all on the head. Actually, I was thinking self-coaching essentially. And it, I do it with my clients when I coach them for interviews because ultimately the one thing I'll ask them, if they're, not, if they're going through interviews and they're not going well, people already know, right? But taking mm -hmm. that moment to be mindful of what actually happened in a neutral state or a positive state will help you get mm -hmm. to the answer. Uh, mm -hmm. But like you said, always start off with, you know, what did I do well? Let's get mm -hmm. those out of the way and then mm -hmm. let's talk about where I was challenged. And you know, mm -hmm. how, and like you said, you know, just be mindful. How can I bring something new to it the next time around? Mm -hmm. And so nobody was, expects you to be perfect in the interview. In fact, I would be a bit concerned if somebody actually showed up to be a, a bit perfect. Just like, what's going on? Uh, and then also, they don't expect you to know everything. Yeah. Part of part of every job is that you're gonna, you know, learn some of the skills as you as you take that job. You're not gonna know how to hit the ground running from day one, and they know that too. So don't have that expectation on yourself, right? There, yeah. There's a really good meditation that I have on my website, and it's a little bit of a mantra meditation, which kind of shifts our beliefs. And it's, you say uh, three or four different mantras, and one of them is, I don't have to be perfect in order to be good. And then I don't have to know everything to be smart and competent. And I trust that I can learn whatever I need to learn to move forward. That's, th so, those are the th three things that really resonate with a lot of people. I know they certainly resonate with me, and that's why I created that one. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I'm going to make sure that at the end of, in, in the show notes, I'm going to include all your links where people can go and listen to the audio, because I know it's helped me tremendously, and I know it'll help our audience members as well. So this is awesome. fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, so let me, the final question. So what's next for John? Like if people want to find out more information about you or if they want to access some of your resources or if they want to get, you know, a, a familiarize themselves with your, the search inside program that you have, you know, how can they mm -hmm. do that? Uh, well, so my website pretty much has everything all in there. Uh, there's a lot of meditations there that people can can start learning and I've grouped them into, you know, beginner meditations, meditations to increase your mood. So different, whatever you want to accomplish, I've kind of grouped them in there. And there's various times, just so from five minutes up to 20 minutes. Um, so that's some, some place that people can go. Um, I also have a, a Facebook group called Optimistic Brain and every day I post uh, two or three little tidbits of how to think differently in different situations. So little, little lessons, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I post a daily meditation in there. So if you forget, you can just do a quick little, I think I post the 10 minute meditations there. Um, and so that's a, a good resource as well uh, that people seem to seem to like. Um, all the meditations are also on my YouTube channel. So if you're, if you prefer just to listen to them through YouTube, then that's fine. It's Optimistic Brain YouTube channel. Um, 
And then what's next for me, I'm just in the process now of putting together uh, a couple of online courses. Um, one of them is going to be a free, it's an introduction to mindfulness course that I'm going to uh, post on my website where it's about a two hour course um, and it will walk you through just the basic concepts, a lot of them that we were talking about today and walk you through a few basic uh, practices that you can then take with you. And then uh, I'm also in the process of developing then a, a full, full online uh, program uh, which is quite extensive. It, it, I'm going to model it after like an eight-week program where you do a, a couple of hours of, of um, kind of learning and then you take that away and practice and then you come back a week later and you do a little more learning with more practice and, and that's more of a fully comprehensive everything you wanted to know about mindfulness and gaining balance in your life. That's so that's excellent. what's next for me. <laughs> okay, good. So I have your website, which I'll include your Facebook page link. I'll include that as well. Awesome. I know I listen to your YouTube all the time. That's where I get most of my, my content from you. So mm -hmm. I'll make sure to share that as well. So yeah, no, this is great. So we've got a lot of good resources. Uh, once people go to your website, once you have your uh, program online, they'll start to see that come through on the pages. Yep. And on my website, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, I don't really, I don't inundate people with, uh, with emails. That's just if you want to kind of get announced of new stuff that's coming I'll use the newsletter format for that but uh, other than that I don't really uh, the, the daily post and the daily stuff uh, people can join the, the Facebook group for that because that's okay. easier yeah no terrific well thank you thank you for taking the time to, to speak to us about this uh, to speak about mindfulness I know I've gained a lot of great information from you just from our talk and I know a lot of people a lot of the audience members are that are new to this so this will be a great introduction into mindfulness and to make sure that they bring that into their interviews. So thank you for, for taking the time today. Thank you for sharing your insights and, and uh, thank you for sharing, you know, your wisdom around this area. This is terrific. Well, thanks for having me. I, I really want, I wish this stuff I learned when I was a kid mm -hmm. and, uh, and luckily now they are teaching this in school, but uh, my mission now is to teach as many people as I can because there's so much benefit to all of this stuff. So yeah. I'm glad that you're, uh, you invited me to speak to you and your audience. All right. All right. Well, thank you, John. And uh, for, uh, for all the Zero to Hired audience members out there, thank you for tuning in again this week and for listening to our, to our show. There's going to be a lot of great information that we're going to have through the show notes. So make sure you take a look there. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your time. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.